0: whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God.
1: Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny,
0: And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure
1: out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. What a day. What a week. Hello. Here we are. We're really pushing it this week, Friday, 10 o'clock. Just starting our recording with lots of enthusiasm.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's been an interesting week. You are 28 weeks along. I am.
1: It's a weird threshold to cross every time. It's interesting because I feel like just like a week or two ago I was saying that I was just done. I didn't want to be pregnant anymore. But now all of a sudden I've switched this corner where I'm like, but I'm not ready to not be pregnant.
0: Like you're not ready to have a newborn. Or you're not ready to do labor or. I'm. What part of that? Um. I think I'm not
1: ready to figure out, like, life transitions. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, excited to have a newborn, and labor doesn't really... I mean, it's never, like, it's not intimidating at all, and, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not like I'm dreading it or anything, but I'm also just sort of like, oh, this is coming up really fast and then we have to start over again with... It just feels like when you have a baby, it takes like a year and a half to, mm-hmm. to get back into like any. It
0: feels like I'm. I feel like yes. I'm in normal life right now. I just was saying this, <laughs> where I'm like, "Wow, Arrow's like such a big kid, and it like just you feels don't like, have like
1: a yes a baby to be like that constant feeding schedule and being like, with you everywhere, yes. and uh-huh. not that, that that makes it sound like I don't." Like my babies, and like I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that, but.
0: But you just get this like small windowed taste of, of not having that. Right.
1: You wanna say the word freedom, but that sounds bad. It's not like freedom because.
0: It's just a transition. So then to feel like you're transitioning back but starting over. Right. <laughs> feels just different and. I was weird teaching uh, some of my kids.
1: I was in the middle of doing history with Kenzie and Raikin, and then Casey needed help with math, and and Archer, I think, might have been on my lap. And then I had this thought all of a sudden, like, I still have to teach Finn all of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, oh, it's another person to... Teach all about life too. That's I haven't even started mm-hmm. teaching him things yet. <laughs> that yeah, that whole start over thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, here we go. Back to the beginning. Yep. But yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like all of a sudden. So many people I think between weeks 26 and 28 so many people were telling me when I, they would ask what my due date was and stuff they were like, oh, that's coming up so soon I'm like it does it's not feel not. soon at all right But now all of a sudden I'm like I've been oh, thinking like oh 12 weeks. Three
0: months? Oh, like it's. Sounds you know, real soon.
1: Like, oh, it's like almost the end of October, and then it's almost already gonna be Thanksgiving, and then it's almost gonna be yes. Christmas, and then as soon as Christmas is over, I have to be like getting ready for getting in the mental. Like, mm-hmm. not that I expect that I'm having my baby anytime soon after Christmas, but it's like the last, like,
0: yeah. the last
1: final stretch, I yes. guess. Yeah. So, and. I keep hardly believing that Melissa's due date is tomorrow. I know. Um, today, if you guys are listening to this on the day it comes out, Melissa's due date, that feels like, I feel like the last two weeks flew by, snuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I was just thinking, like, mm, you're only, like, 37 or 38 weeks. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, oh, now you are, yeah. like, get your due date. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is getting much more real for me, so I'm right. sure it's...
0: because it definitely does feel like that, like, we can't even think about... It, it feels unreal for us to be thinking about having a baby when Melissa hasn't even had her baby, and she felt so much more ahead of us, you know, that... Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like I've been sort of just thinking this whole time, with her even, like... You know, she was optimistic that maybe she would have her baby early, which I feel like we've been kind of the like no, we are not like that. The jerk friend to stop thinking that way.
0: Yeah. But
1: it I was like telling her the other day, like before your due date you you feel contractions and you go to bed like thinking, like maybe tonight will be the night I go into labor, but Especially, I know you wouldn't really understand this, but especially once you do hit your due date, Mm -hmm. then it, like, intensifies all those feelings so much more. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't have the baby for another two weeks, it still feels like there's something about hitting 40 weeks that makes it, like, okay, like, now it really has to happen, like, yeah. Sometimes soon. When you're, Great. like, at 37 weeks or 38 weeks and you're feeling contractions, right. you're, you're like, like, it could happen, but it's not like this really could be, like, my yeah. body really getting ready for it. Yeah. But once you hit your due date, you're like, okay, well, now this really could be my body gearing up for things. Yep. Yeah. I was telling Chip that because I had Deek. 10 days past my due date, I was telling him how bizarre it is to, like, have so many different birth experiences, but for whatever reason, my experience is that it's really hard to not go back to your very last one
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, like, what...
0: The standard of yeah, what like will what next. Yeah, like, what you, like...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that's not really the case. Like, you know... Yeah. That things are just going to happen how they're going to happen with this one. Mm -hmm. Like, that it can be completely different than any other ones. But for whatever reason, it just... I feel like I've been thinking in my head this whole time, like... I'm going to go at least ten days over. When... It's like... But I didn't do anything at all with Archer to induce Mm -hmm. any sort of labor. Like, I was very much the same mentality with him of, like... I didn't have any cervical checks. I didn't Mm -hmm. use any supplements that would, like, do anything. I didn't try to have him at all. And I feel like I started having signs of labor, like, right on my due date. And his birthday is two days past his due date only because he was born less
0: than an hour past midnight. Right. So, so really, it was, like, the day day after. And... So, But to think about you having your baby on, like, January 10th feels so early to me.
1: Right. Like, that I feel like feels, I've been preparing myself yeah. mentally the whole time to be like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, January 17th or 18th. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just keep thinking, like, that would be, like, that would be great if I had the baby, but, like, that early, mm-hmm. like the 16th or 17th or 18th. But then I'm like, oh, like, I better also – it's like that – it's the worst thing at yes, the end. Yes, because
0: you don't want to prepare – you don't want to then prepare to have your baby on the 10th – the 9th or 10th or – like
1: e- – You're, like, equally trying to be prepared to go as long as possible mm-hmm. and be patient, but also be ready and not, like, have it completely catch you off guard and feel like, oh, I didn't even, like – get birth supplies out Mm -hmm. at all because I was so not anticipating that this could and I think especially when my last two labors have been I mean I've had the I've had contractions for a long for like 24 hours before I hit transition but they're never ones that are convincing enough and they're so spread out that where I'm like I don't know I feel like I took it more seriously with Well, I took it seriously with both of them. With Archer, I took it seriously because I'd never even gotten to my due date before. Mm -hmm. And I was having, like, bloody show and stuff. So it was, like, Mm -hmm. things that made me be like, okay, well, this is different. Mm -hmm. But there were points throughout it when, like, I completely stopped having contractions even, like, not even, like, every hour. And I felt normal that I was like, well... This isn't happening for a while. Like, it could be another week. Then with Deke, I think I took the really spread out contractions seriously because I was 10 days past Mm -hmm. my due date and had had people telling me they thought I was going to have my baby any day since, like, 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. So, it was starting to feel like any contraction, I was like, maybe this is really going to be a real thing. But, you know don't feel like that day I was like I definitely didn't think I'd have him like I still very much remember because it was the the day after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. so it was the Santa light at the house thing next door our neighbors put up this giant like Christmas Christmas display and light it up for the first time the day after Thanksgiving and it's a big neighborhood event and I mean even though I'd been having the contractions all day that day since the middle of the night I was very much mentally, like, planning on attending that. Mm -hmm. Like, even up until, like, 4 o'clock when you were coming to get the food to make for dinner. Mm -hmm. I was planning on, like, eating dinner with everybody and going out. And, like, it didn't feel like I'm... I I wasn't, like, classifying myself as, like, I'm in labor right Mm -hmm. now. And, like, I'm going to have the baby soon. When I actually had him, like... 645 or whatever. Yeah. Like right in the middle of it while it was all happening. Um, It wasn't until my water broke that I was like,
0: oh. And even that was so different than Archer's and so different.
1: Right, because Archer's water didn't break until he was like coming out. So yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think for me I felt this way a lot when I was pregnant with Arrow. Like feeling like my water has to break. Because that's what happened with Cal, like with my last one, that my water will break after having contractions, you know, my prodromal labor-y stuff for a few weeks. Which
1: I feel like it was even more intense with Arrow than it was with Cal. Like you had it with Cal for sure. Yes. But then with Arrow, it was like even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That I felt very much like, well, my water is going to have to break to start labor. Like that's just what's. That's what happened with Cal. That's what's going to have to happen. It just felt very much... And then it did. And then it did. That now this time it feels like... I don't know. I just remember at the end with Arrow. Feeling... Like, just feeling that bag of water and the pressure. Just doing Mm -hmm. anything. Anytime I have a contraction, it felt like... It's going to break it. It's going to break it. Like, just that, like... You know when you're, like, squeezing a water balloon? You're like... Is this going to be it? Like... Mm -hmm. And that's, like, how I felt... And I couldn't not think about it, because I could feel the pressure on my, like, bag of water, like, every time I'd have a contraction, that it would be... And it just felt so much like, my water
1: is going to break. But this was, like, lasted for, like, weeks.
0: Yes. Yeah. Probably, like, ten ten days. days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but then when... my labor did start with my water breaking. I feel like this time it's gonna be like hard for me to even imagine labor. I
1: think that's the the weird part about labor and labor starting. Whatever you know, these terms were yes, no, I know
0: because. But it did. I mean, there's a very clear shift between both my last two births of like water breaking. But that's and then where I'm being saying that. I think our mentality has changed, and it's important
1: to acknowledge that when you're not. I think even the a lot of people who have home birth midwives, there's a lot of midwives who are okay with like breaking water. And so I think that if you had been in the mindset of needing to call your midwife to come over, when your contractions were a certain intensity or a certain mm-hmm. closeness and that they were going to do like a check, like check you and do something mm-hmm. about it i feel like you would have had him much earlier because of the fact we would that have intervened in some way i feel like you would have made you would have made more of an effort to try to keep yes. those contractions that you had at different points going until the baby came out like yes It it would have been very easy for someone to check you and say, oh, you're six centimeters with a bulging bag, like it's right there. And even if they weren't intentionally breaking it, Mm -hmm. just messing around could have easily broken your water. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's like so interesting because I do feel like what you were experiencing as what we would say prodromal labor probably was actual labor. Mm -hmm. It, It just... (laughs) didn't... It's just this weird... And, Hard thing to explain to people of right. like because it's not now like your labor stalled. It's not like your body wasn't right. doing what it needed to do. It's not like anything.
0: it's like in hindsight we can say oh my labor started with my water breaking, but it really didn't. My labor started ten days before I ever had my baby. But also to say you were in labor for ten days isn't accurate at all because no. you had many days in that feeling time. fine and not really having many contractions at all. But then I had some days that like if I was having a hospital birth I would have totally gone to the hospital because of that's how like intense and frequent. In regular, my contractions were. And you probably were dilated enough that yeah. they would have admitted you and, and. For quote unquote being in active labor, just by. Yeah. But I wasn't. Like,
1: right. I wasn't and then in active labor. You would have either labor. had to get to a place where you stalled and mm-hmm. they did something to keep it going. Yeah. Or, I mean, they. If, that's the thing. If you're six centimeters and your bag of water is bulging, like, and your contractions die down. They're not gonna be like, oh, I guess you weren't really in labor, like you right. should probably go home.
0: They're gonna. And at the time, just to like acknowledge this, at the time mentally, at least where I was at, is you just want to have your baby. Like, oh yeah. It's not like I just had this great mental stamina that I was like, no, I just don't want to have any interventions, and I'm totally happy I mean- to wait.
1: I think you had that... You didn't have that completely, but you had it enough that when you had I knew your logically... And you had friends who were reminding you of that. Yes. You knew it well enough to, like that you weren't going to completely drastically change your plan all no, of a sudden and go to the doc
0: but i'm like just saying that and... like for people who don't have that support and people who don't have a firm foundation yeah. of why it's important to leave your body alone and let your body do what it was supposed to do and created to do when you don't have that we yes, you we mentally totally, just can't
1: totally understand the making
0: the decisions because you just make. are done right and you feel so close to having your baby that it's just like and you're, already, you're over it.
1: As soon as you start having those regular contractions and feeling those Your body feelings.
0: has to shift. The hormones have to shift to get you into this place of like, okay, we're going to do this. I remember when I was like I remember too. 38 weeks pregnant, laying in the bath, having these contractions. And at that point, I had been so adamantly against like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through labor. Like I, I didn't want any part of like actually doing it. But then as soon as that happened, I remember... I remember, like laying in the bath being like okay lord like i think this is it and i need to like surrender my fear and i just having this moment of like accepting it this. and then when it stopped it was like okay i'm prepared now like I, i'm ready we're doing it. i thought we were doing it no we're not doing it like it just felt so hard emotionally to like get yourself there to do to want to do it but yet it not actually be it, and then having to get yourself back into the place of, like, actually, I'm okay to be pregnant for weeks longer. Like, it just felt so, so hard. And that was with... Well, and I think that the extra hard part about some
1: of your bouts of contractions at the end were that they seemed to intensify and, like, like really get close when you were just relaxing in the bath, Mm -hmm. which felt counterintuitive. Like, I feel like if you are going out for this, like, walk where you're, like, curb walking. Yes. And and you're having having contractions contractions that are, like, three to five minutes apart, and then you come home, and you sit down on the couch, and they, like go away it's disappointing but it's kind of like there's like a part of you that feels like I was like making my body do that
0: yes but for me it was the opposite I was like anytime I'd go to relax in the bathtub or lay down to go to sleep that's when I would start having them that if I did get up and move around they would space out more but
1: you weren't expecting that that was going to happen you thought like Okay, like, I better just get just resting in the bath. Right, yeah. and I better get things... Like, like I've had these now for, like, an hour and a half. I better, mm-hmm. like, start to get out and get things ready to go. And, yeah. like, before they get too intense and, like, I really want to... I don't want to do it in the bath. Like, I'm going to get the birth yeah. tub set up and stuff. And then you'd get out, and it wouldn't be very long before you'd let me know, like, I don't know, I haven't had any more. And it just felt so, like, yeah. opposite of what you'd expect, but... Yeah. I remember it wasn't nearly like that intense or that like with my it being my first I didn't really know what to expect but I definitely remember with Kenzie having a lot of contractions for the week before I had her that would always start in the night and like wake me up and keep me up and be like every five to ten minutes but would go away if I got up. Mm hmm. And it was, like, always the most frustrating thing because I was still working at that point, And it felt like I can't sleep if I'm laying down because then I'm having contractions that are mm-hmm. keeping me awake. Yeah. But the minute I get up to do anything, they go away, and I feel fine. And I think, oh, good, they went away. Now I can lay back down to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'd lay back down, and then they would start again. Yeah. And it was, like, I would, like, miss out on so much sleep and be like, how am I supposed to go to work now tomorrow? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to – like, you'd fall asleep at, like, 4 in the morning – and just be getting into like a really good sleep and then my alarm would go off and I'd have to go to work and it just felt so annoying and disappointing because it's like, this just is stupid.
0: Yeah, those last few weeks can just be so hard mentally and physically, obviously. But I feel like the mental aspect of it doesn't always get talked about. I think the mental aspect for me is,
1: is much harder just in that whole double thing you're trying to do with your mind of, like, be yeah. prepared and wait
0: mm-hmm. patiently
1: all at the same time. Yeah. It just... And just not know and constantly have kind of a plan but kind of
0: not hold any plan too tightly. Yep. It's in i mean that's where i feel like i can totally understand people wanting to take control over that oh like totally. yes i but you can also get the why in that understand when you
1: don't how much god uses it to grow you sanctify you really cause you to come to a place of dependency
0: on And And the reasons why you don't are not just to, like, torture yourself. (laughs) Right. The reasons why you don't are because we believe that an undisturbed birth that is happening because your body is making it happen, not because you're forcing your body to make it happen, is the safest.
1: Especially when everything is looking normal. Right. And I think that's still one of the hard things that we're constantly navigating through is, like... What is normal and what is not normal, mm-hmm. what is okay and what is not okay, I th- especially when things are close to boundaries that the yeah. medical community has established yeah. because they have made these different guidelines and numbers and things, but they have to go to a place that's pretty conservative. and Yeah isn't taking you as an individual into account so much and is more... They're going to be conservative on on all areas of, like... Yeah. So, the woman whose blood pressure is already, like, starting out a little bit high, but it's normal for her, and it's not really... It's just maybe what, how her body always is. Mm-hmm. Now, if she... Cro- like, if her blood pressure's, pressure goes up a little bit and... Creeps over the line now. It's viewed one way, yeah, because it's over certain numbers. You know, it's all about these like very clear by the book numbers and standards and whatever. Um, and it's harder to look at just the individual nature of things, right? And is this is this a big change for you, or is this just going over what? we've said is okay for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, those types of things, I think, just to be clear, I I don't think Abby and I have come to... I mean, I think it's the same with, like, going to 42 weeks. I, I know um, of, not, I don't know personally, a lot of people who've gone, I know... I know some who've gone past 42 weeks, but I don't know a lot who have gone past 42 weeks. But I know of a lot of people who have gone past 42 weeks Mm -hmm. um, from being in different unassisted birth groups and things. Um, People who've gone to 43 or 44 weeks and had completely normal, healthy babies and births. And um, it's like, clearly, they're their babies just seemed to need that extra time for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, But it doesn't mean that it isn't still hard to not hold on to, like, yes, the statistics do increase that there could be complications or could be stillbirth after that point. Mm -hmm. How much they go up feels exaggerated but then you you don't want to just throw it out completely. Right. I mean I do think there's some wisdom in paying extra attention after that point of how really paying attention I mean you should be paying attention all the time. Right. But really paying attention to how mom's feeling, how baby's doing um it's always interesting to me because I feel like Things like the um, the ultrasounds that they do that are like biophysical profiles mm-hmm. is one that they do to check on how the baby's doing um, when you get further along in pregnancy if they're concerned or whatever. The, the things that they evaluate on that, you can do so many of them without needing to go and have an ultrasound. Um, it's pretty accepted that one of the kind of tests for if a baby is practice breathing and getting ready for that like the hiccups are Mm -hmm. also a really good indication so if your baby's having a lot of hiccups.
0: My baby's having hiccups right now. Right this second. Right this second. Mm -hmm. They like low right in your Mm -hmm. crotch. Yep. Um,
1: So that you can kind of say like well I know that's happening like their diaphragm Mm -hmm. is working and I mean, you can listen to their heart rate like with a fetoscope, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you can.
0: But... <laughs> Some people. Have you tried this pregnancy? No, because I don't have a fetoscope. Because last time I borrowed yours because you weren't pregnant. Oh right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could borrow
1: it sometime. Maybe we'll try to listen to your baby. I could hear your baby last yes, time. Yes, you
0: could hear Arrow the whole time. I just. For whatever reason. And I can hear other people's babies. Like, it's not like I've never used a fetoscope and never been able to hear a baby's heartbeat. I just couldn't hear arrows at all. I
1: have a confession to make. Okay. I keep not wanting to say this, but I keep really wanting to say this. <laughs> but the fact that you know your baby's name, uh-huh. but you're not saying it. Mm-hmm. Makes me really, really happy.
0: I I know you've said this. Oh, okay. I feel like you've said it in like Like, I'm I'm afraid to
1: tell you how happy it makes me. Because then I'm gonna tell people. I feel like then you're gonna tell the baby's name just to make me not happy. As soon as you
0: started talking, I was like, Did I accidentally slip up? Like, did I just say say it in some? You did it,
1: but I keep like. I I keep wanting to be like don't ever tell anybody
0: <laughs> like, I'm so glad you're keeping this a secret but, but you're not sure I because... don't want to like
1: encourage you in it too much because then I'm afraid because like with I... Melissa
0: I feel like Melissa would then suddenly want to do the opposite of what you
1: I feel like you might too
0: maybe yeah I don't know
1: but I just wanted to let you know that I'm still
0: really great like, my mom tried, me to, tried getting me to tell her today did that, like, solidify me? Like, she was me like, not "Want to tell? so, do you want to give me any tidbits or clues? Have we
1: said this? Did we say this last time? I think time? we did. That Abby knows the name of her baby, but she hasn't told anybody yet?
0: Yeah. And, and she's like, do you want to so give me any clues? I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. 100% not going to. I love it. I'm glad you feel that way. I just I did think until about until you, like, have the baby and then, like, we get to find out the name and mm-hmm. it feels so exciting. I me. do keep thinking about, like, even though I feel so sure, like, 95% sure that that's the name, that I keep thinking about, what if I just see him and I'm like...
1: That's not your name. Oh, that's oh, not your
0: name at all. This is awkward. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like all the other times we just force the name on them. <laughs> you know, like this is what your name is, whether you, whether you look like it or fit it or not. And it obviously is fine. Yeah. And it would be fine this time, too. But for some reason, it's not like I'm torn between names. It's not like I am. Right. right. But I was even thinking about Julie, our friend at our birth class recently on the postpartum period. And she was talking about doing like a naming ceremony eight days and i'm like i wonder if i could like not tell anybody still for eight whole day it would make so many my mom would hate me I would, I'm like, <laughs> but i'm like you're like saying this and like, i'm like we could have oh like yes, a a party where people could come over and i can be like do, 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 do. eight day old uh, boom <laughs> I don't know if I can ever go that far. Maybe I can. Maybe see me going till after he's born, but I don't know. Remember I've when we almost slipped officially
1: up. decided Nick's name, and then Stephanie posted it on Facebook before I got a chance. While I was like working on his picture that I had specifically <laughs> taken and, and like was putting his name on it, and
0: yep. He was like
1: three days old, so I felt like kind of how you're describing right now that we had like... It was this big moment. It felt like a big moment, then all of a sudden I go on Facebook and it's like, oh, Stephanie, take that down.
0: (laughs) calling you out, Stephanie, if you're even listening to this. That was funny. I remember that. It was.
1: I'm not really... I'm not upset about it,
0: Steph, if you're listening. It was on there for like a whole five seconds. Yeah, she
1: took it down real quick, but I was like, wait... I get to announce
0: this. I'm his mother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on. Well.
1: But I knew it was just because she was so excited and that made it.
0: And I also you know. don't know how, like, if she even realized you hadn't said anything or not. Yeah.
1: I don't know. So. Because I had told a few, like.
0: What? You her. had told people in person. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Melissa, we hope you have your baby soon. But you might also, not.
1: <laughs> could you either do it like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. We can we can make it work whenever
0: we're free. We're good. Have your baby whenever your body. It's fine. Melissa doesn't listen to our podcast. I
1: know, it's so. <laughs> true. What are we? What are we kidding ourselves? Yeah. Maybe she will in this moment of like extra laying around and doing nothing, waiting for her baby to be born.
0: You never know. We'll see. This will be the test.
1: The test of our brown town friendship. Just kidding.
0: We actually... Don't care who listens to our podcast at all. But this might be another 32-minute episode. We're really... Because I got nothing of, else to say. Sorry, Crystal.
1: We're running out of steam. She but was, this, she this was is real
0: disappointed. There. She said she was listening to it, and all of a sudden it ended at, like, the 30 minutes last week and was like, what... That was, that was the end? It was over? Yeah, Sorry. I we...
1: Because it, it feels like too
0: much to get into too... I think we make up for it by having hour-long episodes often, too, so it's fine. Yeah, we'll try
1: to start having more exciting of episodes. <laughs> I think we say that every episode. We had some exciting ones recently. True. We had, like, two, and I did not apologize for those not being exciting. Yep. Well, We could give a—we talked about me a lot. You're 20, almost—you'll be 26 weeks pregnant. Yep. How are you feeling right now at this point in your pregnancy about, like, just how your pregnancy is going and, like, what—I feel like you're kind of at the that—like, you're past halfway— But I still feel like you're kind of at that point of, like, now it, like, you almost have to reset, like, goals for the rest of your pregnancy to, like, because I feel like that's kind of what I just went through of, like, it's like you first want to get through the first trimester and then Mm -hmm. set new goals, and then you set new goals for the second trimester, and by about this point, it's, like, always feels like, for me, I'm... Sort of tapering off and failing at them.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to my. Mother. I'm not
1: trying to say you're failing.
0: No, your my, I was just talking to my mother-in-law today and saying this similar thing of feeling like having the baby is now feels so close, but yet so far that you're not gonna like it's quit not close life enough to just be like, well, <laughs> I'm done. Right. Tell the baby. But gets it here. also feels like what I really have before I am done what six weeks before I like quit doing all the extra school and extra things so then it just feels like uh, what do I really want to like squeeze into six weeks because it also feels like every week that goes by I'm not like chances are likely I'm decreasing in like how I'm feeling and not you know right. but I do very much have how do you feel like it's been going
1: up to this point
0: I described it to someone recently as bipolar, (laughs) where it feels like I'll have just days of like, I feel fine and I don't feel that big at all. And I really just feel normal. And then I just feel like all of a sudden my body goes through like the whole week's worth of growing in like One one day that I wake up and I'm like, oh. What's going on? Like, I'm so huge. I can't breathe. I'm so uncomfortable. I need to have my baby. And... I can... I can
1: very much, uh...
0: It doesn't feel like this, this
1: because like, there's some days I walk into Abby's house and she's like, "I've made three batches of baked oatmeal to put in the freezer, and uh-huh. I've got dinner all prepped, and I've done school with all my kids, and my floors are clean." And yeah, then there's other days I walk in and she's like, "I have completely laid <laughs> on the couch,
0: like, uh. yeah, very much." So that it just you.
1: I, I feel never like know what
0: I'm gonna I never do. know what the day's gonna hold that. It just feels unmotivating. To it be makes too, me like. It makes me just want to be like, meh. Let's just do what I feel like. But what I feel like is very little, like mentally. Even if I can do more, emo- like physically. Yeah. So, just getting in this. Well, here's a big question that you're not gonna like.
1: Okay. It's getting cooler out now.
0: Yes, I do want to start going on walks. I almost want to know. Is that what you're going to ask? Yeah, I was going to say,
1: what's your plan? Because I feel like your plan this whole time has been that you've wanted to stay really active, but you haven't had a way that, to stay really active that you felt like you could handle, but you thought you could handle walks.
0: I do. Uh, I, but we were waiting for the weather to I cool feel down. like my back has also gone through a major shift in the last few weeks where I feel like any time I try to do any sort of, like, right. exercise, my hips were so unstable. Right. But now I feel like my uterus. even the last two weeks I've been to the chiropractor, she's like, oh, your back isn't as out as it normally is. And I, it just feels that way, too. Like, it feels like it's more stable. and
1: Right. Which is what you thought was, or, and hoped was going to happen. You just were hoping it would happen, like, sooner. a month sooner or so, something.
0: So, but I definitely feel like I could probably work out and not hurt my back or do whatever and so i am getting excited that it's getting cooler and i do want to do walks and I like think about you sometimes like last night
1: i went
0: Chip i'm not going to run i know
1: <laughs> chips given me permission that i can walk on our street even if it's late at night by myself because sometimes he's going to be at work and oh i'm really feeling like that's a huge component with my fasting blood sugar stuff like it's been so up and down again and never getting like really crazy but mm-hmm. definitely not staying in the low 80s like it had been consistently for a while but I do notice a difference if I've
0: gone on a walk before on a walk. bed
1: yeah and so but I'm like well we normally go off of our street like around our neighborhood mm-hmm. but he told me that he's fine with me walking on our street even if he's not home. Mm -hmm. So I found out that if I walk to the end of our street towards Melissa's and then all the way back to the other end of the street and then across Mm -hmm. the street and past your house and then go all the way down again and all the way back around again and then all the way back to my house. So up and down Mm -hmm. like twice, it's three quarters of a mile. Oh. Which I didn't...
0: I would not have thought that was that far.
1: I know, but as I thought about it, it makes sense because of how when I run my mile Mm -hmm. in a neighborhood,
0: it makes sense that it would be that long, but, so. Evening times are going to be a hard sell for me, though.
1: Yeah, I know they are. That's why. But that's where I feel like I've been trying to decide if I should bring it up and, like, hold you accountable to even if I'm not going with you because... Mm. yeah. I don't know that I'm always... In the mornings, the problem is that I really still do like running, and I know you're not going to run. hmm Evenings, I can't run anymore mm-hmm. by that point in the day, but... Yeah. I could maybe sacrifice running to... <laughs> I think part of it is that I feel like I don't have as much time in the mornings...
0: I, I do agree with that because I feel like, like we're in a good groove with school stuff that I feel like it would really throw it off even to go on a walk. And,
1: and so, especially going on a walk together, I feel like I'd want to even go for longer. Yeah. And anyway, I don't know. But I think Stay you should tuned. make some goals. And I think that I should hold you Great. to them. You've only got like... 14 weeks left for me to hold you to your goals. Yep. In this area. Great. I know you're excited, aren't you? What about eating? What are your goals Mm. in eating right now? I've also come to the conclusion. Last night I ate those two cookies Mm -hmm. after we got home, so it was, like, late. It was no bake cookies, guys, which are, like, really full of sugar, (laughs)
0: They they make up for the no baking part by adding extra sugar
1: it's just to sugar them. that holds them together. That's all. I mean,
0: yeah, they're really good though.
1: They're really good. Anyway, ate two of those, then I went on my walk. And then when I woke up this morning, my blood sugar was like 95. Mm. Even after going on the walk. Mm-hmm. So, I I think that I've hit the point where It's really tough to say I'm not going to have any sugar at all for the rest of my pregnancy, Mm -hmm. knowing that I'm going into, like... Holidays. Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I think I need to be really extra... Choosy. Yeah. Like, really only, like, I'm going to have a piece of pecan pie for Thanksgiving. Like that, like...
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going to eat a cookie... At the cookie exchange, mm-hmm. that type of yeah. But as much as I don't like it, I think it's probably the best choice to not grow my baby to be fourteen pounds, yeah, or something. I don't know. These are all theories, but it feels like enough of a theory to sacrifice it for for that
0: yeah I don't have a I'm really theory. struggling with
1: <laughs> not knowing quite what to do and not being very I feel like I start out my mornings i I know I've been telling you this lately I start out my mornings really good and eat like really good breakfasts and then lunch rolls around and I never even wanted to eat breakfast in the first right. place and then lunch gets there and I'm still full from breakfast that I didn't want to eat. And then I just don't eat lunch. And I'm positive that if I was like tracking what I'm eating, that it would not be brewer diet standards. I'm still just trying to figure out what I even think about all of that. But yeah, I don't know. I. I probably need to be eating a lot more calories, but I probably need to eat a lot of more calories of more things that I don't really want to eat and I don't really feel like eating anyway. Yeah. So if I could just eat a lot more calories of no baked cookies,
0: I think I'd be fine. <laughs> you just really only need probably two more cookies and But when I need to eat a lot more calories of broccoli. Yeah. Suddenly changes. Greens. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I'm definitely, like, fading out in the self. I I am and I'm not. That's the weird part, is I feel like I'm getting more self-disciplined in the sugar aspect of things and feeling like that's more important to be disciplined in, and I need to just be okay with it. But in the eating other healthy things like my can of sardines every week and I haven't made the pregnancy tea in a
0: really long time. Mostly that I have been drinking a lot.
1: Maybe. I like ran out of the blueberry kind and I don't like the peach and I have been trying not to spend money. So I just need to drink it anyway even though I don't really like it. I know I've been Oh, Seeing your tea many days <laughs> when I come over thinking I I'm need to do that.
0: Trying to just be more hydrated in general. I've been doing pretty well with that. I'm always bad at it. I get to situations like this where I'm like, I'm really thirsty. But it's too far away. But we're recording a podcast <laughs> and I didn't bring water. But yeah. Well, Crystal.
1: You're welcome. I tacked on an extra 10 to 15 minutes there for you by questioning Abby about her pregnancy goals for the rest of her pregnancy. I hope that was exciting. <laughs> Any, oh, we're going to Great
0: Wolf Lodge.
1: Yeah, on Monday. Monday through Wednesday. That was one of the poorest decisions I could have made in... <laughs> Our kids are, like, geeking out, excited about it. They're pretty, pretty excited. And to be fair to my kids, we were pretty behind in school stuff, and they really, really worked their butts off all summer long to... Be able to go. Earn this big reward trip. So I am really proud of them that they... They were doing, like, extra, like, double lessons in multiple subjects, like, all summer long. And they hardly know what to do with themselves now that they're back to... in some of the same subjects, I don't even have them doing it every day now because I've just planned it out for over the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing it, like, three times a week. Math is one of them. They were doing two lessons of math every day, even maybe six days a week for some of them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And now they're doing math three times a week, and they are just like. What do we do? Wow, this is. We don't have math again today. <laughs> like, nope. So, anyway, we're gonna try to have good attitudes.
0: We're thankful for
1: husbands who
0: want to take fun trips with our kids like and, doing and have the energy, things. and we're gonna they be nice out we're gonna try to figure out how meaning. to make it make it fun
1: <laughs> we may or may not secretly be hoping that melissa goes into labor and we have to leave our husbands there with all the kids. <laughs> 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 yeah but that sounds equally wonderful and horrible at the same time so yeah who knows what we'll do with that but i don't know right. it's a big mystery what will the next week hold Feels like a weird we'll week. Will Melissa have her baby? Feels like a weird week we're walking into between mm-hmm. between Melissa being close to her due date. I mean, at her due date. Yeah. Close to really having her baby. Us being gone-ish. And, yeah, we'll find out. Join us
0: next time for updates. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.